0: This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. This is no ordinary pod. Double time. No ordinary
1: pod. Yes, and that is twice the vocals for hopefully twice the audience. And that is the beautiful, <laughs> I, 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 I. <laughs> and that is the beautiful voice of a one, Noah Hemer, and I am your host. Your not even your host. I am your compadre, <laughs> Michael Duggar, the host, the two co-hosts of the No Ordinary Pod on the No Ordinary Pod Growing Network launches next week, hopefully, and the Radio Saint Pete Network. Thank you for the Radio Saint Pete guys. no, no, no interaction with you guys, but thanks for listening. Um, as you can tell, we're chipper. Where Chipper as can be, we have floppy hats on. He has a gorgeous black Nike floppy hat on. I have my FSU one that has been through blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of goofing off on the John Deere tractor gators. Um, But yeah, Noah, how you doing up there in Tallahassee? We are recording this April, jeez, June 14th, 8.04 p.m. on the dot. Noah, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, you know. Uh, We finally got some rain um in tallahassee and oh the rain the came. weather is finally the rain came uh weather's finally t- kind of turned a little bit we've had some nice sunsets the past couple of days um today it was like high of like 86 low like 50 percent humidity um yeah it's been it's been really nice it's been real nice end of almost halfway done with summer classes so things are the grinds the grinds grinding
1: that's great to hear. We've had rain every single day this week. Every single day. Golf, the golf camp, you know, I'm not going to complain because I enjoy going on the course and stuff like that with the kids, but I would feel bad for the parents because they paid a lot of money, and Mother Nature was like, nah, y'all are hanging out inside doing drills, playing Uno, having a counselor destroy y'all on Uno. That's what I do. I don't hold prisoners, you know. I know, I don't know if you've worked any kids' camps, but you can't learn anything by going easy on these people. We can't. Walked up, destroyed the Connect Four table. I'm like, hey, nah, real Connect Four champ. Uno, sorry, you're gonna. you here's this plus four, and I'm looking at your cards because you ain't hiding them properly. But could go all day on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining over here. I'm half distracted because Sade is dancing on the screen, and I've never seen her do these dance moves before. So I'm somewhat distracted, but that cannot distract us from the fact that the NBA season, in terms of games has officially ended. And Noah, I hate to say we were right. And we'll go into the reasons of why and may have... The scales may have tipped in our favor just a little bit with some injuries and stuff. But the Toronto Raptors are your 2018-2019 NBA champions. Let me say it again. The Toronto Raptors. That means Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marc Gasol, Jeremy Lin... Fred Van Vliet, my boy OG and my other boy Jody Meeks, three point shooter killer from for the Lakers. They're champions, man. Season ended. What are your thoughts on let's not go into the fact that we're gonna talk about game six series and game five, two games that we didn't get to talk to. Why what are your thoughts on Toronto, the Toronto Raptors being NBA champions?
0: I'm sorry. Uh, what was your question? I wasn't, I was, I was reading.
1: Were you distracted by Sade?
0: No, I was reading into uh pro football doc, um, the old, you know, the one I always referenced, yeah, doctor, uh, my Twitter Dr. doc. Chow. Dr. Ch- Dr. Chow. Dr. Chow. Dr. Chow. He came out with an article um, today saying, highlighting it, no uh, no way to say Warriors rush back Clay Thompson. And he captioned it on Twitter saying, was Clay Thompson's hamstring injury related to his tearing of the ACL. Um, and I'm surfing through this right now. And both hamstring was on the left side. ACL was on the left side. It is well, this is reading it from the, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but it's well known that a strong hamstring is protective of the ACL. So, um, but to say Thompson's ACL and MCL tears were caused by a premature return would not be true. Um, he's pretty much saying a fully healthy hamstring could have prevented it, but it, it was such a, he came down on it so hard and it just kind of buckled the way that it did, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't really like, maybe if he had a strong hamstring, it wouldn't have maybe been as bad or it wouldn't have happened at all. But there's no definitive way to say that. Um, I saw this, I saw this pop up on my Twitter notifications while I was at work and I, Wanted to dive into it before we started the pod, um, but for those wondering, according to this doctor, old San Diego Chargers orthopedic surgeon, he says that there's obviously he hasn't examined them. Um, this is just him being uh, the smart guy that he is and analyzing the amount of sports injuries that he's done, um, looking into it and being like, there could be a, a correlation, but not necessarily causation that the that the suffered ACL was because of the hamstring injury.
1: Well, I guess we should just jump into the Warriors situation then. I mean, the question I asked was about so what are your thoughts on the Raptors winning this series?
0: Do you want me to finish that, or do you want to just keep going through? I feel like... I feel like we're, we're addressing the elephant in the room.
1: I know, but I feel like we owe it, as Raptors pushers, to, especially me, preseason pick, and sticking with it the whole season... To talk about Toronto first, to talk about how right, this came true. So
0: let's pay respect to the champions. because
1: the Clay and KD stuff. I want, I want, I want to butter up everything for your KD apology. That's what I want, personally okay. speaking. That's fair. So yeah, okay. we'll, we'll build, we'll climb the mountain of Mount Everest, and then we'll get to the top where you apologize, and then have the whole entire thing crumble because that's what's happened with this NBA offseason already. So. What are your thoughts about the the Toronto Raptors? Jeremy Lin is a champion. Jody Meeks is a champion. Um, Jamal McGlure is is a champion as a coach. Seriously, man, I'm halfway in this podcast because Sade is just amazing right now. Sorry. What are your thoughts on the Toronto Raptors? And it's a perfect. She is my queen. She is our queen. And that's a good thing. (laughs) It's a good thing because. The number one super fan of the Toronto Raptors is Drake, who has multiple Sade tattoos. So, it's, everything goes hand in hand. Everything circles back to Sade. She is our circle. Hey, on-air talk, maybe if we if we, if copyright was, wasn't a thing, we should have Sade's face as, like, the center of our universe and have, like, a solar system around her of, like, all of our topic ideas. But we can't do that because um, I don't think anything could do Sade, Sade's beautifulness and beauty purely so back to the main subject noah what are your thoughts on the toronto raptors being nba champions
0: i think it comes down to what we talked about earlier and uh when we talked about our pre-finals pod and the main reason why i was picking the raptors to win defense wins championships Mm -hmm. and yeah you know clay was it didn't matter who was on the floor for the warriors you never saw them do what they did to other teams in the west you know they never Mm -hmm. jumped out to those huge 18 19 point leads that they are just so accustomed to doing or you know because there's the there's the thing called the double digit steph curry you know they start getting up double, double digits and then steph curry just goes off and obliterates teams i don't we we never saw that because it's hard to score even the best offense in the nba that one of the smoothest offenses when you have clay and steph moving the ball well Uh, iggy was balling last night draymond was a solid player throughout the series he didn't have any like crazy games but he was consistently a, a solid contributing factor throughout the series but when it comes down to it the warriors didn't have the defense and the raptors are their focal point is their defense they're they're not carried by their three point shooting. They don't live and die off the three. They don't live and die off of just getting to the free throw line. You know that that's not that's not their brand of basketball. They are play good defense, get back, maybe slow down the half court. Get Kawhi Leonard one on one. If you get Kawhi Leonard one on one, it's kind of hard to really stop him. Um, the amount of times I was cheering while I saw Marcus all from the top of the key. <laughs> just hoping that he would just drain threes from there. I was just like, please, 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 just be cash from three. Um, and every time he, every time he played well, the the Raptors kept put, were able to put up enough points to keep up with the Warriors. Um, I'm just impressed, dude. Kawhi Leonard is awesome, and they they, I think it came down to the to the experience level of. Kawhi has been here. I hate to say Danny Green had a horrendous turnover last night. Oh, horrendous. I watched that and cringed. I was like, well, you can't make that pass, bro. He gets trapped into the right in the corner after passing half court and he jumps and makes this horrendous pass and throws it out of bounds
1: with what, nine seconds left? Yeah, he didn't get to pass the ball. He could have just held the ball. He could have just held the ball literally out like this. Literally. And Draymond pushes you. It's a it's two free throws. Push to three. Or it's a jump ball, and then the, it, it, the mad scramble can happen. There's six seconds left, and, you know, you're probably going to lose a Draymond. But still, it's just – that was just – there was no excuse for that. And that's why you don't play Danny Green. Like, they took out Serge Ibaka, who has made a couple free throws early in the game. He's I think – I would assume he's just on even percentage field as Danny Green. And he's a lot taller, so you have a guy you can throw the ball into if anything breaks down. But, I mean – you hit it with the defense and Kawhi and all that stuff, and Kawhi said it last night. I was at, I stayed up late, really late for me, about two in the morning, watching him interview with S, um, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, and SVP is one of the is probably the best sports interviewer in, on TV right now, and I just started watching his show the past couple of weeks, and I really 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 love it. Um, but he asked Kawhi two things. The first one, he goes, you know, what do you, like what do you t- in paraphrasing like what do you tell the guys because you've been here before and he, and Kawhi gave this answer and I kind of thought I was gonna like bring some tension he goes I mean if you've been paying attention to my interviews I've already answered this question and I've already told him what I said I was like oh man and then Kawhi gave a nice long answer and then the next thing was playoffs are all about matchups something I've preached this whole podcast extensively in terms of basketball, that's all it's about, and that's how the Toronto Raptors built their team. They're not going to be able. There's no matchup that they are not favored in. KD for those twelve minutes we saw, those twelve those that first quarter was like euphoria. I feel like like it was an outer body experience before KD KD went down with the, Ach- the Achilles tear. Just an outer body experience watching these two people because that was high level basketball. It was intense. Kawhi versus KD cross matchups, it was amazing. And that's the only time where I honestly felt, you know what, I think the Warriors can win. And it's because of KD. But KD wasn't in this, and the, I was under the assumption he wasn't going to play at all. And if you look at the matchups, even if KD kept playing, the Raptors had the car to pull OG and Unabee. They could have gone full small with the Warriors. I saw the Warriors start their Hampton's 5 lineup of Splash Bros, KD, Draymond, Andre Iguodala, and I started pacing around my house. I'm like, "Yes, this is it. This is the Warriors throwing everything on the table, and the Raptors. What the? Are they going to change? They're going to adapt. And it was just an awesome. This was Masai Ujiri built this team perfectly. Nick Nurse coached this team almost flawlessly, besides the game five timeout. Kawhi Leonard exactly what you want. He's the, he's the he's the type of player I I envy and I would model my game after because first quarter, you know, maybe if his team's struggling, he will get you the buckets. If not, he's going to let the role players get hot. Role. I mean, in game 6, Kyle um, Kyle Lowry had eight the first eight points. He had 20 at half. Then finished with tw- he finished with a little more than 20, didn't do that much second half, but Kawhi understands like I don't need the ball like that. I was watching I don't know I don't know how much Kawhi scored in the first half in terms of in the first quarter because Siakam and Lowry were just getting it going. And that's something about being a great leader is you understand that, hey, these guys are cooking. I don't need the ball. It's my turn to be a role player. It's my turn to play defense. It's my turn to do this. And it's the collective group. Van Fleet and Siakam are the only guys that maybe would be shell shocked by this stage. And they weren't. Kawhi's twenty seven, final been in three this is his third NBA finals. Gasol's made deep runs in the playoffs Serge Ibaka's played in the NBA Finals and made deep runs with OKC Um, Danny Green same thing three NBA Finals appearances record for most three pointers of season and they went to seven guys rotation so four am I missing someone and Kyle Lowry so five of the seven guys you're playing all these minutes have been here in this situation maybe not the finals but they've been in high stakes games the other one is Fred Van Vliet who I mean I don't even know what to say about him was, Ice
0: in his veins, bro.
1: It was it was nuts. And then Siakam, I, I love Pascal Siakam. I think we did our draft before the game for before, before game five. We said, who would you pick, Siakam or Draymond? We both picked Siakam, and we saw why. Siakam played pretty poorly for three games, four games, math's off, four games. But who was there in game one, and who was there in game six? it was Siakam. And this team was just awesome. I picked them all season for the versatility. And to watch it happen on the biggest stage for a team organization that's said not I don't want to say choke. The quick quick sidebar. Do you, I don't want to bring up the LeBron Cavs, but you don't consider them like choking against LeBron and the Cavs, do you?
0: Who the Raptors?
1: Yeah, when, when like it's called LeBronto and, you know, they get swept. They do all this. It's just they didn't have an answer for LeBron. I guarantee you the Cavs, last year's version of the Cavs, would not beat this version of the Raptors. Or maybe the Sixers. Or maybe the Bucks. So, like, do you have the – I, I mean, I just said a little bit like their past failures. You don't consider the Raptors and chokers, do you?
0: No. Okay. They just were outmatched. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just glad we're on the same page with that. So. I mean. It's cool. I live like I think I said this. I don't know if I said this on pod, on air, but I on air. I love saying that. Um, <laughs> 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 but I mentioned how you know I worked at a sports store in Canada. There was not a lot of Raptor stuff. Now, it was all Warrior stuff. It was all LeBron. And it is awesome to see that pr- most likely the transition that this team is, that this quote-unquote country, I'm not going to say quote-unquote, but this country is behind this team fully. And nothing matters. The one-year rental of Kawhi worked. And it, every, I don't know, every, every transaction move in sports has a risk. Very rarely do all those risks pay off. And this one did. I mean, you get Kawhi and Danny Green. You trade for Marcus You tried to trade Kyle Lowry for Mike Conley, according to some, according to reports. But that didn't fall through. And now Kyle Lowry is gets gets 20 plus twenty plus points and eight assists in a in a closeout game. He gets his moment. These are all just things that are just everything paid off. The lineup changes, seven man rotation. Pushing, resting Kawhi with load management. I mean, everything just paid off. And that's why the Washington Wizards are literally... Um, do you follow um, Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter? Yes. Did you see his tweet last night about uh, the Wizards? I didn't. I did not okay. know. What, what, what was it? Masai Ujiri is on the podium speaking after the game. Like, with the title and stuff. Woj, Woj tweets, The Washington Wizards are ready to offer Masai Ujiri $10 million per year to run their basketball operations. A GM, $10 million. And I love the fact that Woj literally did not wait a second for them to celebrate. Yeah, he. I love it.
0: I, I'm not surprised. So,
1: to transition, because we, 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 we're an ordinary pod. We do bounce around. So to leave basketball for a second, football... Is $10 million annually for a basketball ops guy or a football ops guy to run your organization, is that worth it? Like, I don't want to say Bill Belichick. He's the umpteenth degree. He's in his class of zone. But you're the Bucks. Limited funds. Not limited funds, but, you know, some teams are cheap, some teams are not. Would you fork out $10 million for Howie Roseman to come run the Bucks?
0: no that's see that's I don't I don't I don't think so how much let me let me ask you this how much uh, I don't know like because I know college football head coach salaries run uh, the high end like Nick Saban and Harbaugh run about 10 million annually how much do NBA coach or do you do you do you value basketball I, uh, this is me I'm curious do you value basketball operations more than you value coaching Is it equal in basketball? Is it... Because in football, I value coaching more than front office. Dude.
1: Perfect little mini segue for the tweet you sent me, I think, yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know it.
1: Perfect. The Jets tweeted out, culture greater than strategy. Essentially saying... You instill, perfect side A songs just came on, uh, Is It a Crime, um, for this topic. So you're essentially saying you value the culture that your head coach creates more so than the culture, I mean the strategy he's going to apply on the field. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I feel like, no. you know what creates a good culture? Winning. You know what creates, a, you know what gets winning? Great strategic, um, great strategic moves. So this whole, and God, it's a running bit how often we t- we joke about culture because it's, and it's never going to end. As long as there are new head coaches coming in, we're going to keep hearing, we ought to change the culture. We ought to change the culture. And the culture never gets changed because the same teams keep freaking losing. But
0: in the NBA, MB- go ahead. Side note. Nino sent my brother. Nino sent me something Um, Nino
1: might.
0: Nino sent me something um, talking about. He was he texted me saying Bruce Arians press releases are so much better and refreshing to listen to. And then I said, what do you mean? And he sent me the sent me the interview. And then he sent me a quote from it from Bruce Arians saying, I don't say culture. I say building an identity. Mm. And that I can't agree with more. Cause everyone, you know, we talk, we joke back and forth all the time. Culture, 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 culture. You know, like they're like we, we could we could make something, you know, in Finding Nemo, all the seagulls, mine, mine. We could do that same exact thing, but have them say culture, 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 culture. You know, like it'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. Um, but Bruce Arians, you know, he he's he's more on the identity part than the culture part, and I think that I agree with that on the fact that you create an identity, like. What's to, to just relate to football? What is the Baltimore Ravens' identity? Good defense, pound the rock. Yeah, you know what you're good at. You know what you're good at. Stick with it and do it, and they've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For years, man. So uh,
1: that. I, so take it yeah, away. Sorry, sorry. No, nothing interfered, dude. I, like listening to Sade during this podcast is awesome because we're coming up with new segments like we have chairs to play. We have um your blog is king and is it a crime? Running it to change the title. Let's just make it is it a crime and we just come on and we rant. That's our rant segment. Like you just ranted about the culture. Is it a crime? Little things. Sorry. Back to the main point. Do I value <laughs> I value I feel like a great culture is made when there's understanding throughout the whole organization. There's organiz- There's understanding that the top, the GMs, the the basketball, the president of operations, all that stuff, they have set goals. And the goals are attainable. And not only they're attainable, but everyone understands it. It's a, it's a long process. It's going to take, it's going to take years to get to where we want to go. But we're going to implement this and we're going to play this way. And if, the coach and the GM. This thing. I'm not a person who wants the head coach to be a, lay, a stayover of a of a new front office. I want the front office to get hired and then make their move of their coach. That's how I would like an organization to run. Because then it's like, hey, this is a guy who has the same not beliefs, but the same philosophy as me. And I've in the interview process, I've laid out, hey, this is what I want. These are the players that I want. This is the system we're going to play. Do you, Can you run it? Do you want to run it? How can you tweak it, make it better? That's when it is. That's the perfect symmetry you look for in, in an organization. So I feel like that is in football too. It's in every sport. You have to have camaraderie amongst that and then the players will understand that and then the players will want to walk in because it's a not friendly but it's just an understanding in the whole organization that this is what you're going to do like the example I use is the Atlanta Hawks and I wrote about it on Hoops Habit that Travis Schlink GM came in said you know what we're going to make we're going to just do an organi- we're not going to tank because the tanking thing is where bad habits bad habits are developed Hawks came in. They played hard. They didn't try to lose. They didn't play lineups. You mix and match players that work together. They played a lot of young guys with Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins, um, DeAndre Bembry, Omari Spellman. But the, you know they, you know who they're playing with? Vince Carter, Torian Prince, Kent Bazemore, Dwayne Dedman, Alex Lynn, A bunch of solid vets. That's the perfect balance where the organization knows, hey, we have veterans who are not coming here to win. They're coming here to, to be on their not be on their last make their last run but come in and influence the young people and when a whole organization top to bottom and it starts up top when that whole organization is on the same page then everything falls into place that's my view of it and I feel like the Masai Ujiri thing with Nick Nurse was awesome because last year Dwayne Casey was the coach of the year Masai Ujiri fired him The guy who came in, and last year everyone would be like, oh, the Raptors are playing so much different. Guess who influenced all those changes to Dwayne Casey's team? Nick Nurse. So, Masai was like, you know what? Ride out Nick. I'm going down with this ship. We're going to tweak it a little bit. I'm going to give Nick some more, more room to grow. And this is the end result. An NBA champion. I was watching them celebrate last night, and I'm just laughing. I texted you. I was like, I kid, I'm like, I need to just come on and talk about how Kawhi and Toronto pulled this off. But it's like, like Masai Ujiri, he gets a lot of credit. Nick Nurse, a lot of credit, because they made the moves. Everything paid off, and yeah, this was the mo- This was one of the most. This has been one of the craziest decades of NBA basketball ever. And I just thought of this. It started. I'm just going to run this by, and then we'll talk. We'll talk a little. I mean, I don't even want to talk about like the future of Toronto. I don't. I want to. I want to bask in this. We're gonna after I do this little thing. We're gonna talk Kawhi. I'm interested to hear where you think Kawhi ranks. I want to hear, and then we're gonna talk about the Warriors and how that sets it for the future. So quickly, 2010 NBA Finals: Lakers, Celtics go seven. Lakers win. 2011, the LeBron collapsed against Dallas. 2012, LeBron beats the upstart OKC in five. 2013, Kawhi, that's when um, Kawhi missed, the free, uh, Manu and Kawhi missed free throw a piece, and the Ray Allen shout, LeBron, fourth quarter comeback, LeBron wins, and the Heat win in seven. Then after that, it's Spurs' revenge, when they destroy the Heat, and the Spurs get, and uh, Kawhi gets MVP. Uh, quick sidebar. He's now the second third person to win two different finals MVPs joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jordan. I mean, and LeBron James. Finals MVPs, two different teams. Number 5, number 6, 2016, 2015. LeBron almost beats the Warriors by himself. 2016, 73 win Warriors go down, th- blow the 3-1 lead. 2017 Durant gets the finals. Last year is the finals where the Warriors win, but the JR collapsed and LeBron has 51 50 points and still loses. And then this year Raptors. Just an unbelievable decade of playoffs. NBA's fine with with or without LeBron. It's just that simple. There's enough interest everywhere, and it's just going to keep building. So, to close our Raptors talk, we go all day about how happy, we already talked about how happy we are for Kawhi, for Mark, all that stuff. But Kawhi comes in, does this. I don't want to talk about his place and historic values because, you know you know, people love to bash Kobe for his terrible Game 7 performance where he went six twenty four in 2010. But Kawhi wasn't the superstar last night. He made plays down the stretch and stuff like that, but he wasn't the guy, so we're not going to do that. But where... In terms of modern, the past decade, where do you rank Kawhi? Because the top three players next... Four players next to him are KD, LeBron... Steph Curry James Harden where do you see Kawhi in that sphere
0: I would say my top five would go
1: LeBron I see the Kawhi KD thing that has some lakes to it now man
0: I is it Man, is it crazy of me that I don't want to put KD in my top three?
1: Who'd you put? You put Curry above him?
0: Yeah. Because I have yet to see Durant take a team, single, like not single-handedly, but like Kawhi has taken a team, like Steph has taken a team, and like LeBron has taken a team, and win an NBA Finals.
1: That's a good point.
0: You know, that's why that, – that's not why – I want to apologize to Kevin Durant. Let's you do know, it. This, this is Let's do it.
1: Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi we tried. Um, Kawhi, we tried. You're the best two way player in the NBA. You're the reincarnation of Michael Jordan. You're the modern Michael Jordan in terms of style of play layups, dunks, shooting, push offs, defense, everything. I love you. Noah loves you. We've gone 20, we've gone 30 minutes not really talking about the Raptors that much. <laughs> But, I mean, we've already talked everything about them. We we expected this. This is why it's not something like, you know, I heard, I heard a podcast. I'm not going to name it. I heard a podcast I was listening to. And they're like, you're not going to find one media member who picked the Raptors to win this series. You're not going to find one media member that pick them to win before the playoffs started, to pick them before the season started. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, that's because you guys picked chalk. Like, this was written, already written. This was a perfect team. Genuinely almost a perfect team. But, anyways. Let's get to – let's talk about Clay first and because, like I said, I want to build – I want to climb to the peak of Everest and then have it crumble. I want the madness. So you already started talking about Clay. Did you – did the doctor come to the conclusion that it was not – the hamstring was not compromised in the fact that –
0: Okay. Yes. There is – yes. Just to summarize again, he said, just in his expert opinion – that if you haven't seen the play, you need to go watch how crazy um, he comes down on his leg um, because it was a very. It wasn't just like he went to go cut like it wasn't like KD where he just tried to push off and it just ruptured. He came down violently. His knee shifted and it was you could just like everyone's face was oh my. I, I watched it. I was like oh geez like. 've seen some I've seen some injuries and that one was uh that one without it being like a compound fracture where you got a bone sticking out that one was a pretty gnarly knee injury to watch um but with that being said for him to get go in halfway to the locker room come back out drill two free throws and then jog slash kind of you know have a swagger in his step to get back on defense like that's that's impressive. And I have so much respect for Clay Thompson. Like I know I know uh Kobe, you know, shot those two free throws and um on his torn Achilles and then walked it off. But to do what he did on a torn ACL like that when you could obviously tell he was in some pain and if you watched how he left the arena, he I mean it was like a full leg cast, he was barely like mm-hmm. he had a walker essentially was walking Crutches, you know, he was getting walked out. But, dude, he had 30, 30 points. He was balling. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Do the Raptors win that game? Do you think they still win last night if Clay Thompson
1: doesn't get hurt? I have no idea. Game six, Clay went crazy. You know what someone said? Um. So Clay made those free throws, and then they fouled and gave the Raptors two free throws to get Clay out of the game. Imagine if they had those two points back instead of fouling it's crazy to think about like those little things like that but i mean the walking back thing he was doing jumping jacks in the uh in the in like the hallway to get like trying to jump and stuff and draymond didn't know that until he was in the interview in the post game press conference and he was like doesn't surprise me um clay is a crazy human being um take it from someone who's torn his acl torn his left acl And then still continue to play basketball on it. It is stupid. It's the utmost stupidity. And what Clay did was awesome. Clay, this was the playoff run where Clay finally like full. I feel like fully got his due and respect as a just a legend. There's not a human being. There's not an NBA player like Clay. There's no one who does the defense the defensive load and the shooting, just running around. No one who plays two injuries. No one who's just a chill dude who just is so down to earth. And it just it was just terrible.
0: Like Not only that, a team guy. Did you see his post about Kevin Durant bef- about KD before yes, the game? Yes.
1: Perfect segue.
0: Just if yet ha- if you haven't seen it, just like he was just like K D is our guy. K D comes in, works harder than anyone. We are not the team that we are. We're a really good team without kd but we are not the best team without kd he is what has made us win these finals this and that and was just giving so much praise and so much respect to his teammate and when me myself included i did i i I was devastated when i saw kd go down i was like Mm. i don't want to see that and it killed me that toronto was cheering
1: yeah, killed me.
0: I, I I mean, like I that was that was that was wrong. You should ne- you should never ever, mm. ever 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 root for someone mm. to get hurt because they they're people. They are people first. They're not they're not just fighters. You know, they're not they're not just you know some. They're not unsullied. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, that's the best I can do. You know, they're 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 people. Uh, they got lives. Know. They got things. And like you don't want to you don't wanna wish ill on anyone. The unsullied don't the unsullied but, don't have things no (laughs) um
1: yeah the kd thing the kd thing was pretty terrible
0: like that's that's probably my only gripe with the whole toronto winning it is you should just never and it's not like the raptors players like they were understanding and they weren't Mm. like like yes but the crowd you shouldn't there's shouldn't if i would have been in that crowd i would have been like y'all need to be quiet like Pay your respect, Kevin Durant. Regardless of how you feel about him, everyone knows how I feel about him. It's you can't you can't do something like that. There's always
1: a couple of bad apples in every crowd. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles cheered as Michael Irving almost got paralyzed in a game and, and and retired shortly after. That was a full wide crowd thing. This one was I feel like this one's such a tough thing because it's the excitement of the fast break that ensued that got the dunk and then the timeout, but. There's guys pointing, like pointing and clapping and cheering. That's the thing that's messed up. But all the players got it done. They did a KD chant. Everyone know. Everyone wanted to see this. I feel like I, I I'm not a lip reader professionally, but you were look. I saw. Um, Kawhi and Iguodala embracing after the game, and I could definitely feel like Kawhi saying sorry about Cle-. like you could tell that he was like like trying to say like man I didn't want it to happen like this because Iguodala was like man, shaking his head like no it's fine like you did this like you did this and it's just something like like it's a war of attrition, the best ability is availability.
0: Yes, Amen. But
1: this KD preach it. But the KD thing was, it honestly. Was the turning point for me where I was rooting for Toronto? I wanted the bad. I wanted to win. I picked them. Now I've realized my brother made a good point to me. He's like, "You're supposed to be unbiased," and I'm like, "No, I'm not really unbiased. I'm not not that I'm biased. It's that I just want to see something different sometimes. And sometimes the human nature of me wants to root for the underdog, especially when the underdog is someone you're trying to get a prediction right for the whole season. And that's something that they can like fall back on. It's kind of cool for that to fall in place, but when KD went down. I was just like, man, I don't even care. Like I'm not rooting. I'm not openly rooting for Toronto anymore. It was cool, but this just like like I said earlier, those 12 minutes were probably my favorite 12 minutes of basketball all season. The two best teams at their peak powers going head to head and it was a close game and KD was 3 of 3 for, from threes. 11 points. The floor was spacing. He got into an all... Him and um, Fred Van Fleet were face-to-face pushing each like, talking smack. The competitiveness came out. It was awesome. As a basketball nerd, I told you that this is like basketball Pornhub before the series started. And that was just like... That's like the subscription-based Pornhub where you have to pay, like, 50 bucks a month to get the good stuff. That was it right there. And it was just, Taken from us before you could even appreciate it in all its in all its glory, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna seed the seed the mic to you. We have 20 minutes left. Seed the mic to you. I feel like it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time to to mm-hmm. not eat crow. That's not the word. To no not even apologize for his move that you view as soft to go to Golden State, but. Mm-hmm. Say, say what you need to say about him.
0: Yeah, as you, as, as, you, as, you're writing, as your room uh, goes pitch uh, black. I know, I know. The sun's going down, and I don't have the lights <laughs> on. Uh, when only sunlight in this room. Oh, and I have I have this shot. Oh, this is perfect. This shot I saw right now is punch drunk, phenomenal. Um, I just you know I I went on and on and on about how soft Katie is how. You know, I just want to apologize to Katie. And because and, and, I never wanted to seem as if he was soft, like as in, like he couldn't push through injury, even though that is how I made it presented. Um, I just don't think, and it's not that he doesn't have the competitive nature. I just don't know if he, I hate to see him go down like this. And when he came back, I was really excited to watch him, and I really wanted him to prove me wrong because I even had a coworker that put ten bucks to win a thousand that KD would be an uh, NBA Finals MVP. Because if they would have came back from three-one and he would have not gotten hurt and would have they would have won three straight with him at the helm, there's no way that they don't give him MVP. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the only other person that would have gotten it is Steph Curry. And that's if Steph Curry would have continued to do his thing. I think, but I think if KD... I think Clay would have got a lot of votes too. That's true. It, w- it would have been tough. It would have been any one of those mm-hmm. three. But I think KD coming back would have been the catalyst. And... But him getting hurt, you know, I, I I don't want... He is... What he did to go to the Warriors was a soft move. The way he left OKC was soft. Now we kind of see how Russell Westbrook is, and he's not...
1: Steph the Curry. best
0: teammate. It doesn't. Yeah, that's true. He's not Steph Curry. Can I can I interject? Real but, quick. I
1: have one question. Please, just very quick. Yeah, because I feel like people yeah. Colin Cowherd, people made this point. It's a it's it's a business. You were say you were living in Lincoln, Nebraska. You got offered a job to pretty much get the same money, but go play in Los Angeles. Or New York, or one of these cities, and play with arguably the most fun superstar in basketball and a team where you could literally just dominate your field of, field of expertise for years.
0: You're just li- you're leaving out one aspect. That team is the one that beat your original team 3 1. Very true. Beat you th- through a 3 1 lead to come back. True. It- That's my issue that that's my issue you 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 kevin durant has the ability is the most talented god gifted player in the nba 7 feet tall long lanky athletic can shoot can score can pass can defend at 7 feet tall something we may have never seen in the nba to this uh, to this ability i don't know has there any has there ever been a 7 is there any has there ever been in nba history another kevin durant no, there's been nothing. There is uh, he's unprecedented. Like you said, Kawhi is like reincarnated Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's 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 why I say he's soft because why can't he lead a team? And that's why in the top five, that's why I would put him at four because I put LeBron at one. LeBron did it for years. Steph, I would no, I put Kawhi two because what Kawhi can do on both ends of the floor. The way he is that leader that can just kind of peel back and look and be like, oh, I need to be a role player now. Great. He's great at assuming the role he needs to be. Something that I strive to be as a leader myself. Just being able to fit where the puzzles need, where the pieces need to fit in the puzzle best, not being the main focal point of the puzzle. But also, Steph Curry has led his Warriors team to NBA finals, has won NBA finals without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin Durant had the opportunity in OKC. They had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and him, and Serge Ibaka. Correct?
1: Yeah, that was that was Where, their GM trading James Harden because it, they didn't want to pay I, the luxury tax I, three million dollars. And I, which oh is, and now and, la, and last and I, year they had the highest luxury tax in the NBA.
0: Hmm. The irony, oh, yeah. but. When you leave that team and you go and join a three-one team, or you go and join the best team ever, statistically speaking, and to probably the, the you join the Splash Bros and and you you abandon your team to go oh you can't beat them join them, it's just that's a soft move. That that that's why he's soft. I'm not I'm not saying that he's soft like he couldn't push through injury. Or that he, you know, he was faking his injury and didn't want to come back or that he was faking his or could, didn't want to push his injury. Like, obviously, he wanted to play. He knew the risk of playing. And when he pressed off, it just went. I, have, I saw that exact thing, exact same thing happened to one of FSU's receivers during the first scrimmage of fall camp. I literally was standing there. I heard the loud pop and I saw his leg do exactly what had happened to Kevin Durant. And his recovery was rough. Like he, it's not an easy injury. And the sad thing about Kevin Durant rupturing his Achilles, the probability of you tearing, rupturing, injuring the other Achilles is so high. Like you're going to, if you don't, I don't know the exact probability but like within 2 or 3 years you're more than likely going to tear or severely injure the other Achilles because the other one gets so weak because you're not actively doing those explosive movements with your other Achilles and then it just becomes susceptible to the other side. Your when you injure an Achilles, your other Achilles heel, your Achilles heel then turns into your other Achilles. It's very counterintuitive that way. But I want to apologize to Kevin Durant, you know, just as a whole for being so hard on him. When he's got a long ways to go and he is one of the most talented and like he's unreal unreal what he can do and i'm sad to see i hate seeing great players great athletes go down with injuries like that because it is they are so much fun to watch and you know how much people don't understand how much work athletes have to put in and that's i'm not questioning his work ethic i'm not challenging how much he loves the game i just it's hard for me to respect his decision to go join the best team in the nba after that team overcame your 3-1 lead in the western conference finals and that's what really that's what it really boils down Mm -hmm. to for me
1: yeah it's i just don't want to hear anyone doubt pete not even this isn't you i just want people to doubt these players and doubt the Kawhi strategy of load management and taking a year off because you don't feel right kd felt well enough to play You know he's not. He loves his teammates. It's been very evident the past couple days. For some reason, he's had to come out in the open and say this. He may already be playing in New York. All this stuff may be true, but he just lost a season, a, a, a season of his prime, and he's out for this next season. The Warriors now lost. Now Clay is out for the whole next season with the torn ACL. And before I even get to the transition, I want to get to how these injuries affect the NBA as a whole. This is something that came, that I heard, that I'm just, I just want to reiterate. Say they hold KD out for game five. He doesn't play. Raptors likely win, correct? Let's be honest. Raptors likely win. Yes. Then Kevin Durant doesn't play and ruptures Achilles. And then there's no Game Six where Clay tears his ACL, and now there's legitimate talk that, with their no cap space, with literally almost no cap space, Clay and KD being unrestricted free agents, they may have to, they may be forced to max both of them, and then have them not even in redshirt a year. They may not. They're, this team currently constructed with Iguodala and Lickson, like who's good? They may not even make, they may not be a top six seed, let alone make the playoffs next year. And that's what's crazy because we saw what, Ste, what Steph Curry is. Steph Curry without the pieces around him looks like Devin Booker in Phoenix. And Steph Curry's obviously miles is not even in the same stratosphere in terms of a caliber of player and talent and all that. But you saw Toronto just trap everything. They ran a box and one. They literally just said, we're not going to let you do it. And Steph, Steph got the look yesterday, man. He had the play called beautiful, beautifully drawn up play. Throw the ball across court, load one side, throw it across court, the back screen. Steph got the look. He just missed it. And he's going to be getting so... He's going to be getting tested so much in the regular season next year. And Golden State can't coast. Because if they coast, they're not going to make the playoffs. Which is why the KD injury and the Clay injury have completely swung the NBA. Completely. Right now, roster's currently constructed. Who is your favorite out west? Because Houston wants to blow it up. Portland's going to try to run it back, maybe add one player. Denver's young and coming, but do we really trust... That court because Paul Millsap may be gone or restructure his contract. Um, the Lakers, if they get Anthony Davis, arrested LeBron, the dude, the Lakers have the best title odds in the NBA right now. I
0: saw that, I was at Jimmy Milton, I saw that, and I was like, wow, which means that's...
1: they get if they get AD and then sign Jimmy Butler. Awesome. No who who out west has more talent than those three? Who out west can stop LeBron and all these things? Like there's so many wrinkles that have been added because of these injuries. I mean, like I said, like, yeah, who's the favorite out of those? Are the Lakers? If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, it's probably the Clippers. Who the West is the West has been this juggernaut forever. The East just won a title. It's two and two in their past four titles. Three and three Four uh four and four in the past eight. Like there's a lot of evenness right now. And now the West is extremely open. It's pretty- it's pretty smart that you could say that the Warriors will not be representing unless Clay can come back in seven months, save the season, all that stuff. But I'm not risking it. So this changed everything. And it ha it came unfortunate. So, I mean, just what are your like I said, those teams I just listed out, west, who would you consider your the favorite
0: do the Lakers get both of those guys or just a d
1: right now, currently constructed, the Lakers do not have anyone. They have the young boys in cap space, so let's just let's okay. just leave it at that um,
0: so as they're currently at as they are current status yes, um. I would say the Nuggets are going to be the favorites, <laughs> followed by the Blazers, and I will throw a wild card in there, and I'll ride or die with the with the slight fa- with the with my fly, slight, bleh, slight fandom that I have for the Jazz because I love me some Joe Ingles.
1: Oh, Joey Ice, that's my NBA, that's my love, dude. They're letting Rick Rubio, Ricky Rubio walk if they can trade for Mike Conley. Ooh, ooh, man! A Conley Mitchell backcourt—that defense is going to be scary, and that's what you need. The ball handlers, they're just—I love the Jazz, man.
0: They—I like the Jazz because, like, we just saw the best defense in the NBA win an NBA championship.
1: Yes, I just—I think they have to do something with Rudy Gobert, and that's terrible to say because of how awesome he is and stuff. But he—he's just—he can get destroyed sometimes. So I mean. It's, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, the draft is next week. There's just a lot of things. There's just a lot of things that are going to happen this weekend. Like Anthony Davis could get traded this weekend. Kawhi Leonard, if Masai Ujiri leaves, he could leave. Um. So there's just so much talk about the NBA. It never stops. It literally just never stops. So, I mean, we have six minutes left. Where do you want where do we have 7 minutes left? Where do you want to go these final 7 minutes? Are we going to st- you want to stick NBA, you want to go football? Shout out to St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup. It's never Boston and always never Boston. Um US Open's going on right now. Phenomenal phenomenal field, great leaderboard up top right now. Tiger made the cut.
0: Just wanna go ahead. Shout out uh shout out Mike Martin and the uh Florida State Seminoles yes. for uh for bouncing back the way they have after they couldn't hit Anything earlier on the season, they got sm- smoked by Florida mm-hmm. m- several times this yeah. year. Smoked like like 3 Smoked, um, and for them to kind of bounce back and 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 go on the run that they have in in honor of Mike Martin is kind of how I view it. I, it's kind of not m- not much of a stretch saying that. But to get back to Omaha, I've seen a lot of people that are like on Twitter, um, even on uh, a, a hot topic on. Nebraska message boards um, that I that I read that I read weekly are who are you going to root for in the in the College World Series? Because you know that's in Omaha, so all those people are going to be trying to trying to go find a team, go watch some of those games. And a lot of people are like, as much as I don't like rooting for Florida State, this Mike Martin story is pretty cool, and that that's who they're going with. And I didn't know how much hatred Nebraska fans had for Florida State, but I guess it's there. Makes sense, '90s, '80s, headbutt Bobby Bowden, Tom Osborne, but. Yeah, the College World Series is gonna be is gonna be a fun one uh, later this later this uh, that starts tomorrow. Florida State plays tomorrow evening, uh, seven o'clock.
1: Oh, I am. Um, I'm pretty. I am. For years, I talked to my diehard FSU fans. I worked with in the equipment and stuff, and they'd always talk about baseball, like, oh, you know, eleven, all these things. He's number eleven. He's called eleven, all that stuff. And I'm like, he hasn't won a single title, never. Don't get me. Ex- don't talk to me about all these greatness and stuff. I know he's. The consistency, 40 years, 40 40 plus win seasons, 40 postseason bursts. I think this is their 17th or 18th trip to Omaha, College World Series. Never done it. And I'm here, as you did your bid on KD, I am here to say, this is honestly an awesome FSU run. I didn't watch a lot of FSU baseball. You know, it's tough to get FSU baseball on TV. But when they're on... Started with their first game. I didn't get to watch it. But I started that second game against, uh, who they play in the regional? Georgia. They pounded Georgia. And I hear Georgia has three three starting pitchers who are going to be top ten picks in MLB baseball. Destroyed them. Come back the next day, beat them again. Then we go to LSU in Baton Rouge, one of the most hostile baseball stadiums. We beat them twice. It is, it's awesome. College baseball is not like the most popular sport, although the crowds are growing and stuff. But th- it, this has been an awesome display, and we play Arkansas, another SEC team, another f- number top five seed. Would it shock you? I mean, if they continue this run with the runs that baseball's having, with the run that basketball went—I mean, the basketball went on with the run that FSU women's soccer won, FSU women, FSU softball almost won the title. I mean, they no. They won the title last they won year. Won the title last year, and they yeah. just lost to Oklahoma State. Just Oklahoma State got hot at the right time. It's just
0: everything at Florida State athletics is booming, except for the football. And it's team. about
1: to bloom. And I really truly believe that. I really do, man.
0: Uh, to just, I mean, we got my 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 boy Keyshawn's gonna be playing a lot. He goes the first one to touch the ball in the spring game. If that's not indicative of how much they want to, he's phenomenal. um That's a whole podcast in and of itself, just talking about Keyshawn and what he's going to do for this Florida State offense. Um, But I pulled up the odds, according to Westgate, as of two days ago for the College World Series. I kind of want to, I kind of, I might throw something at this. Uh, Florida State has these uh, tied for the second to last or second to worst odds. Um, They're 10 to one odds to win the World Series. The only team that's worse is Michigan at 12 to one and Auburn is also 10 to one. Uh, best odds tied are Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt three to one, and Arkansas three to one. If you believe in awesome stories and that making a run and that having an impact on, and you're a part of like the, the the people element of of how sports are working and how how that the human relations can, um, what's the word I'm influence outcomes and influence a way a team works. Not a bad, not a bad. Not a bad odds to try to take on Florida State. I, I I might I might throw ten bucks at that. See, see, ten to one odds, you know. Give myself some incentive to watch all the games as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I man. It's tough though. It is I mean, Vanderbilt's the main team there. There they they always will be. Always yeah, will they, be. I mean, you rock black pinstripe uniforms. You you got you got I, you got all the swag to back it up.
0: I will say this. I have been to, I think three or four college world series games in my time having family in Nebraska. I've been there over the summers. LSU always has the best fans Mm -hmm. there, but they always have, they're always, always in the running to win the Mm -hmm. national title. They're like always going to be in the top, like almost always going to be in the top final four for the college world series. That's who Florida state beat to get into the college world series. Yep. They beat the, Best team, the best fan base, in my opinion, for College World Series. Mm-hmm. And if you ask Nebraska, Nebraskenos, if you ask a local Nebraskenos, they will agree with you that the LSU fans are the best fans that come up to Omaha each and every year. So, with that being said, I'm, I mean, it, it seems too good to be true to kind of pick Florida State to win this and to have that be the story. But man, what a storybook in a ending that would be.
1: Oh, man. It'd be awesome. I just... It would be... It would... It would be a Cinderella story. Honestly. It's something to say. This team was one of the last four teams into the into the tournament. They're starting a walk-on in the left field. Who had three home runs in regional against, uh, I think, two or three home runs in the Georgia regional. Continues to make plays. And it's just... it would You, you don't win the championship ever, and then this is the team, your least talented team... One of your worst performing teams gets you over the hump and gets you a title or gets you that title bid, it'll be awesome. And there's a, the, uh, the, one of their starters went to Tampa Catholic, so see how he does. And we've reached the hour mark once again. And I just want to say this one little thing Steph Curry, one and two in NBA finals without Kevin Durant. So I'm all here for Steph Curry slander. Noah. Thank you.
0: Wow. Thank, no, New slander coming not out. Not
1: slander, but...
0: I'm always here for the Kirk Cousins slander. Yes. Like, we're going to have a Kirk Cousins pod soon. Oh,
1: dude, NFL's but we'll, we'll, NFL is coming. The thing is, we're going to talk about NFL. I want to, but then next week is the draft. And I'm going to want to talk about the draft. And then by that time, AD could already be on the Lakers, and then Lonzo and... Ingram could be on the Pelicans with Zion and Drew Holiday and then after that the next week free agency starts where Jimmy Butler could be on the Lakers. Kyrie's going to be on Brooklyn. Like so much is going to happen that it's just going to be tough. We're going to we're going to talk NFL. Don't worry. We'll talk NFL. But hey, Noah, another great pod, man. Thanks for joining me on this Friday evening. Another-
0: Thanks for having me on the No Ordinary Pod. Another great episode of the No Ordinary Pod. Yes,
1: this is an no Ordinary Pod. We'll have the logo. We're gonna start po- I'm gonna start posting the our logo with the podcast and all that stuff. Make it to my Twitter profile, make it all that stuff. And everyone, thanks for checking out another episode of No Ordinary Pod on the No Ordinary Pod and Radio St. Pete networks. You have yourself a great week and a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there.